Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Yes. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life, and it's our Halloween special. Pumpkin patch owner Lily Cabrera tells us about America's scariest vegetable. We share listeners' Halloween traditions, and Paula and I review the mother of all slasher movies, Halloween. Remember when Michael Myers was a psychopathic killer instead of a beloved comic actor? Ah, never mind. Anyway, I'm Adam Felber, the person on this show that you would trust with a knife. And now, please welcome the woman whose jack-o'-lanterns always have a crooked smile, Paula Poundstone. Thank you. <laughs> well, welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band, Kevin Kelso. He has brought an enormous pipe organ into Ray Horseman Studios, where it just barely fit in the door. Kevin, thank you for carting that two-ton pipe organ to Miranda Street to help us celebrate Halloween. Why is pipe organ music so scary? I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's resonant and, 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 and deep. But somebody must have been the first person to think of having it like in... Uh, Horror know. movies? Yeah. Like a Phantom of the Opera kind of person? Yeah. What was Phantom of the Opera? What was he playing? Was it, He wasn't playing an organ, was he? Yeah, he was playing a pipe organ. Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah, that could be, that could I, be it. But I the, answered the piece my that Kevin question. just played a tiny bit of uh, Bach's Toccata and Fugue, that predates Phantom of the Opera by 150 years or something. That was Bach's Toccata and yeah, Fugue? Yeah, Kevin, give us a little piece oh, of that again. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, box staccato and fugue. You never yes. heard of it, did you? No, I no. have heard of it. I no, played no. on the drums. Now I should point out that uh, uh no, you haven't. I've played. I've I've been taking drum lessons, and this is one of the. I pieces. know you've been taking drum lessons, but you're not playing box staccato and fugue on the drums. <laughs> I am. You just don't recognize. I'm not that good at it yet. Yeah. Remember, remember a couple of weeks ago we learned that good liars look straight in the eye when you look you straight in the eye. We learned that from John Bowman. Adam, I can't see you. Now you're looking away. Okay. <laughs> um, but Kevin Kelso, um, I, um, I've known Kevin for years, but I didn't know he was. The musician that he is until he submitted that theme song for our theme song contest for Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. A fantastic theme it's song. It's great. You want to hear a little bit of that I right do. now? I do. Let's hear it. A little Sesame Streety here. I hear a little bit of box fugue. Nobody no, listens to Paula Poundstone Though she's got plenty to say Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. She, she keeps talking, talking anyway. She's giving free advice, and it's pretty good. 
You won't listen, though you probably should. Because it's, it's well so great. researched, as anyone can see. And did I happen to mention it's totally free? Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. That's the name of the show. That was the part that was like the fugue. Nobody listens to Adam Felber either, as far as we know. <laughs> if a podcast drops and no one hears it fall, did it ever really happen at all? Ah, oh, that is nice. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Yeah, this I is a long part. I kind of picture myself pulling away with the kids on the bus that yeah. was painted. Over a cliff. Nobody <laughs> listens to Paula Poundstone. All right, fade it out. That's, so we've that heard that before. Nice. Show, but it, I think it bears it's, repeating. It absolutely bears repeating. Yeah, and of course, naturally, we invited Kevin to be our house band tonight on the strength of that song. So thank you once again, Kevin, for showing up. Um, so, so Paula, we uh, we solicited some stuff from our listeners uh, for the Halloween special. We asked them what their Halloween traditions are. Now, your family has a Halloween tradition. You want to get well, us started? Well, when I was a kid, um, after we trick-or-treated, we had a uh, a candy trading party, T R A D I N G. Um, uh, and uh, what, I would was, be, what would it be if it wasn't T R A D I N G? What trading, like candy that had bad traits. Oh, that makes zero sense. <laughs> but I'm glad you clarified something that needed no clarification. Yeah. Go on. No, there were a lot of listeners just hanging. Yeah, the, what one, are the traits of candy? Yeah. 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 Why? Why did she say that? Um, so yeah, we would come and we would spread out what we had gotten from our bags uh-huh. on the floor, and then begin the trades. T R A D E. And uh, <laughs> I was often taken advantage of. Honestly. Why? Um, How? I was the youngest. Not all that bright. Wanted to be liked. So you would trade, say, uh, yeah, you know, I, I lots of chocolate for a th- well, three musketeers, which was one of my favorite things. And you would trade it away. I, I would trade it for like some, you know, for juju bees or or or, oh, or, or, or mint dots. Mint. I love dots. What? I love dots. Wow. Yeah, dots are pre gummy. Um, and uh, they're what, very no, what was the What was the thing I don't like? What are the mints the cho- with the chocolate over them? I love those junior, junior mints. mints. I yeah. love those. Yeah. A oh great my candy. god, we could have a trade right now. We could totally do a Halloween trade. We should do it right after uh, right after we go trick or treating. Okay, so you want to hear some of our listeners? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. So we asked the listeners to write into our what is it Facebook page? I is believe it was our it Facebook is? page. Um, we asked it. We so we told them about my. Uh, uh, tradition and wondered if they had any of their own. Right, and Deborah Johnson from Scarborough, Maine wrote, quote, I live in a second floor apartment in an old house with a second story porch. I got tired of running up and down the stairs to hand out candy, so I tied a bell to a rope and hung it off the edge of the porch with a sign, ring bell for a treat if you dare. When the bell jingled, I'd go out and lower the candy over the edge in a bucket. The kids loved it. Oh, my God. I believe she goes on to say that she's going to attach lights to it this year. That was Deborah Johnson's house. What? Yeah. You were at- I trick-or-treated a man. And uh, and somebody, no, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of Homer Price. Did you ever read that book? No. Uh, he, Homer Price had a skunk, and he would drop a, a basket down, and the skunk would get in the back, and he, he would pull it up. But I love this idea. That's a great Deborah idea. Johnson. I have to say that if you're, if you're trick-or-treating in Maine, uh, you don't really need to do much else. Right, to make things scary. It's in Maine. No. Yeah, but the houses are not close together. So you can can hike for miles and get like one uh, small box of junior mints. That's true of all of Maine. I've been to Maine many times. No, a lot of Maine is very separated. A lot of Maine is, but a lot of Maine is, uh, you know, suburban places. Yeah. 
But no, it's no. The houses are far apart in no, Maine for I've the most part. No, I've been to Maine. I've I've been. No. I, I went on when a tour of Maine. When you went to Maine, they went quick. Put the houses together. Adam's here. And then when you left, they went back to how it usually is. Is that true? Yeah. I, I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have another. We have another uh, yeah. listener okay. tradition. Here's another listener tradition. Yeah. Wanda Cover of Champion, Ohio. Sure. Boy, that pumps you up. Told us. I'm not a candy Scrooge. I don't care if you're 65. If you come to my house wearing a costume, you get candy. All right. However, Uh-oh. I have a different treat for those lazy teenagers who dress as lazy teenagers carrying pillowcases who just try to cover as much ground as possible, boy, if they were in Maine, but don't wear any type of costume. If you can't be bothered to at least make an attempt at a half-assed costume, I will drop leftover mustard packets from fast food places in your bag. Take that. Maybe next time you'll at least wear a mask or something. Wow. Wow, that is well, intense. Wanda, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know why she stops there. Why, you know, there's so much stuff in my house that I need to clear out and get rid of. Why would she focus just on mustard? Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like Wanda's going out and, and intentionally taking extra mustard packages. Right, yeah. In, in preparation know, yeah. for those damn teens on Halloween. Send those teens home with a single sock. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you have an unmatched sock, it's right, the other one's exactly. not going to turn the up. Stuff you need to get rid of, yeah. right? Yeah. The, the pen that you can see through into the inside of the pen, and you yeah. know there's only like a fraction of an inch you of ink left. You won't even be able to sign your name. Yeah, just toss it in the bag. How about all those extra screws that come with uh, furniture assembly and stuff, and you leave them in the bottom of that drawer because you're like, well, if a screw comes out of that, maybe I'll use it, and you're never going to? Yeah. No, I, I would say advise. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I would advise not getting rid of those screws, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because every time I get rid of the screws that like roll around in the drawer when you shut it, the minute I get rid of the screw, the refrigerator door falls off. Right, but you would never have been able to find the correct screw for the refrigerator anyway. No, it was that one. It no, was the one. What you just? It was <laughs> one. It was one rolling around. I it was the one that I dropped the... in the teenagers' bed. You know what I don't understand? Wow. Here's what I understand about Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> And I, you know, I. This is Wanda Cover of Champion, Wanda, Ohio. Yeah, and to me, Wanda doesn't just live in Champion; she is a champion. But what I don't understand about Wanda is why she gets that wrapped up. In yeah, yeah, and the whole idea of I mean, if a kid comes to your house and they're begging for candy, wouldn't you just give them the candy? I mean, really? Well, I, I think I feel like Wanda has standards. I mean, it's not. I I always feel a little trepidation when I'm putting. You know, like candy into an undressed, not undressed, but not dressed up teens. Oh yeah, if you case. have, if you have a naked person no, I, at I, your I, house, look, I misspoke. I think handing them candy <laughs> is probably no. just, um, you know, what you're doing. You're perpetuating. You're, uh, you're an enabler. I'm enabling. Yeah, if somebody comes to your house naked and you give them candy, that's right. a mistake, right there. Right, because you know. That candy's going to make them look terrible eventually. <laughs> and everybody will see. Right? Yeah, They're going to break yeah. out. Yeah, you're going to see. All over their yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see the fat. No, just, there's no naked oh. teens at my house, to my knowledge. Um, yeah, to your knowledge. Um, yeah. You know, I... I don't... I'll stand by that when the police come. It's <laughs> 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 turning into the weirdest Halloween yeah, episode yeah, ever. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you naked kids, get what? back... Where? I don't see them, officer. Oh! I don't know how they got in the basement. Those naked kids. <laughs> Those naked kids. Yeah. 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 And as soon as the cop goes, no more candy for you, naked kids. Yeah. Thanks for making me look bad. 
All right. What a, great, what a great neighbor you must be. I sure Adam. am. I sure am. I keep the neighborhood Wait, quiet. didn't Linda McGivern have a Halloween uh, She tradition? did. She did. You want to hear it? Yeah. She said, quote, my mom used to put a dummy on our front porch made of my dad's old clothes stuffed with newspaper, a plastic pumpkin head, and a straw hat. The year my sister was born, a November baby... She was putting in place, and after settling it into a lawn chair, turned to see the postman running up the walk, looking to be in a dead panic. He had seen her supporting the dummy, which was slumped against her, but didn't see the pumpkin head because of the hat and assumed it was my dad passed out being held up by my hugely pregnant mother. He thought he was going to have to revive my dad and catch a baby. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, Linda, I'm going to say, yeah. No, yeah, my mom used to put a, a dummy on the porch, and it was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, wow. That's just a joke. Hey, that's if you're a listener out there, you can use that. Paula yeah. will license that joke to you yeah. for almost I just, nothing. I just, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm channeling my inner Phyllis Diller yeah. uh, when I say something yeah, like that. Your, yeah. your husband, Fang. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Why, I put a dummy on my porch. It was my husband, <laughs> Fang. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, my father Good wasn't a dummy. God. No, he um, was no dummy. No, he was no dummy. Uh, uh, so yeah. wait, that is a great story. That is a really good story. Yeah, the tradition's yeah. pretty cool, too. Of making a dummy with a pumpkin head on and putting it on the porch. Because oh, that's the tradition a, she was yeah, talking about. Yeah. I don't think she traditionally gave birth every Halloween. No, I don't think that's that not her, part of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, interesting that her mother went to the trouble of dressing a dummy and you have naked teenagers come to your house. I, I don't. Whereas really. you could. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do for you right now? What are you going to do? Besides gonna, get me arrested. I'm going to make for you a, a balloon animal. Uh, no, well, here's the thing. And, and it, listeners, longtime listeners to our show will know um, that Paula is under the misapprehension that she makes balloon animals. <laughs> when, in fact, what Paula makes, in point of fact, is balloons. No. I don't make balloons. Yeah, it's a balloon you do, you, animal. You, you would this is balloon. a this is a, this is a little risque. This is um, okay. It's not going to be a teenager. Okay. It's going to be a full grown. It's going to be a twenty two year old. Okay. Uh, uh, trick or treating naked at your house. Hold on. Okay. Springing back any memories? Well, a twenty two year old what? Because I'm looking at a a, a a a black sphere that says the words "Happy Birthday" on it. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I've never had anyone at my house, naked or clothed, that looks like that. Yeah, that's a tattoo. Yeah, uh, a tattoo on a sphere, uh, again. Yeah, yeah. No, that's you know, a... You uh, know, you, those are not even the kinds of balloons that one makes into balloon animals. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, like, balloon animal balloons are those long ones that look like hot dogs. This can... You no, can th- twist this. You, you can't twist that. It's, you can, it's just too. A, it's just a balloon, Paula. You can... And here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk pumpkins. You want to talk pumpkins? Let's talk. Pumpkins. Yeah. Let's talk pumpkins. Now, Paula, I'm going to make a balloon. You have a pumpkin, a pumpkin tradition, don't you? Uh, I did. Uh, well, I don't. I, I don't know if you call it tradition okay. exactly, but I did one time uh, for a picture that I put up on the internet. Um, I wanted to uh, have a picture of a pumpkin incident. Uh, uh, and so I bought the largest pumpkin I could buy. Okay. I don't know. It might have been even 50 pounds or something. It was big. Wow. Big pumpkin. And then I had uh, my assistant put it on my back in the front yard 
uh, and I just lay wriggling beneath it. Oh, so like as though something had happened. And, yeah, exactly. It was another some another incident had happened. Maybe a pumpkin had fallen on you. Maybe you slept senseless... for a few months and had a heavy pumpkin right. grow on you. Another senseless pumpkin. No, it wasn't a growth. Um, another senseless pumpkin death. And uh, I think it cost like seventy bucks. Okay, yeah. which made you think. Yeah. It, it did make me think. I wondered, because it seemed a little on the greedy side, frankly, to me, on the right. part of the uh, pumpkin seller. And and then I wonder, like, okay, but when it gets to be the day after Halloween. Like November 1st or something. Right, exactly. Right. How much are those? Who's paying $70 for a pumpkin then? Probably nobody. And that's but- what made me want to invite tonight. Right. We, with us, we have a woman who can answer that and all manner of pumpkin questions. Lily Cabrera is the co-owner of the Whittier Pumpkin Patch, which she and her best friend have owned for over 12 years. Please welcome Lily Cabrera. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince. Of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so co- it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? 
They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing. They cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress match in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. 
That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Come Uh, Thank you, Houseman. I like that. I like that. Spooky. (laughs) And welcome, Lily Cabrera. Lily, Paula bought her 30 pound pumpkin for 70 bucks. I think Um, it was 50, man. Maybe 50 bucks. I think it was 50 pounds. Day after Halloween, how much would that have cost her? Yeah, you got ripped off. Did I? <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, even before Halloween, See, that's a ripoff? if you know off? me, then you get the hookup, Paula, but oh, I don't know nice. where you went. <laughs> no. So, uh, what's the name of your patch? Uh, it's Whittier Pumpkin Patch. Nice. Yeah, that's been our home location. Um, we've spread it out, so we have other locations in Downey and, and so on in that area. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. And how much would a, would a like a 30 to 50 pound pumpkin run you over in Whittier? Uh, not that price, probably a little bit less than that, but it really depends on, I guess the beauty of it, uh-huh. you know, if, if someone's looking to just get something that's big, you know, just to carve it out or someone's looking to make it into a big, you know, right. nice basket of something, then right. it really depends because they all grow different. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, Willie has brought us um, some beautiful pumpkins. pumpkins, one of which absolutely looks like um, butt cheeks. One yeah. has, <laughs> yeah. it's got like Can a crack us? down the center. It Not- looks like two pumpkins kind of fused as they were growing. Can you tell us about butt cheek pumpkin? <laughs> we'll get a, we'll get a picture of it. Did so we somebody can show grow it. that that way intentionally or was that no. just a find? Yeah, they, they grow that way. They grow that way. Sorry, so you've my voice. you seen a few butt pumpkins. Yes. Um, okay. This one, we actually found it today. Um, but we found quite a few. We just thought this one was perfect. A it perfect is, it butt. Is, it's, yeah. A perfect butt. It's yeah. firm, right? too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it did a, a lot of squats. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely squats <laughs> well, yoga There's a little Kim Kardashian <laughs> feeling to this yeah, one. It does yeah. seem a little padded. Like yeah. It might have had an implant. Yeah, something done. Now, what do, you, what do you in the pumpkin trade call one of these? A twins. A twinsies. A twinsies. Uh-huh. A twinsies? Oh, yeah. Nice. Because do you yeah. feel, because uh, a lot of families come to the pumpkin patch. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're always looking for different... Varieties of pumpkins. Yeah, um, oh, you know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know you want to touch it. Yeah, oh, yeah that yeah, is see? that is yeah, nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just I'd, I just spanked it. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. I'd like it to have some sort of a garment. <laughs> what's the, what is that kind of underwear? My, uh, what's the kind with the just the string? A thong. A thong. Yeah, a thong. That's what it needs. <laughs> Have you ever put a thong, thong on one of these? <laughs> no. But thank what you for that. The... Thank you for the idea. I might go back and do that. Yeah. This one looks so good in a thong. I put a nice price on it, right? Yeah. yeah all of a sudden, so a day ago, it was $3, and now... It's $15. And now they're so, going like hotcakes. When's the best time to buy your pumpkin? There's really no best time because a pumpkin can last you up to a month or more. A month or more? Yeah. But after you carve it, though, all bets are off, right? Yeah. After you carve it, of course, because, you know, it's open and exposed to the sun if you have it out. Oh. Uh-huh. But if you keep it indoors, a pumpkin will last you up until Thanksgiving. Oh, and wow. I've done so it I myself. could buy my pumpkin now and it would be a good idea. Right. Right. Yes, you okay. can. Yes, you can. Just carve it right before Halloween if I'm going to carve. That's usually what I suggest. If I've carved it already and it sat out on my porch for a couple of weeks, can I still cook with it? 
uh, does it look still kind of nice and neat, or does it look kind of like sloppy joes in there? Well, you know, the one that I had that was, it's got a, it's that has been a 60-pound pumpkin. Wow. Yeah, that I believe it. Getting, it keeps getting heavier. <laughs> that pumpkin that I had, it was yeah. big. Yeah, it was, it was a, giant. It was a, and I put it up on the porch after I took the picture with it. Flesh. And uh, we never carved it. We just left it there for a long, long time. And by okay. the time I realized that it, it needed to go, I had to <laughs> shovel it off the porch because oh, it had just wow. sort of caved in upon itself. I, w- I, don't, I so, don't think we even need Lily to say, don't eat that. Yeah, don't. Oh, I already did. <laughs> I oh. made a pie. Yeah. And she gave it to the neighbors. That was right. so good. <laughs> next yeah. thing you know, their teens were yeah. wandering yeah. around without Remember clothes. the neighbors <laughs> that used to live in the house beside me? Yeah. Yeah, the ones that had the, the, the tragic... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was that was you. Well, now I realize. Well, it, hindsight it is been. twenty twenty. Um, so talk to me about pumpkin pricing does do you do you jack up the prices as halloween approaches and what do you do the day after halloween are they worth nothing now or what happens um actually surprisingly we're still selling pumpkins after halloween really yes Why? for the same prices is it, is it people that um don't have a calendar no <laughs> <laughs> no it's actually people that have a calendar and they're preparing for thanksgiving oh, pumpkin oh. Pie. so a lot of these people yeah so they'll cook them or they'll open them decorate them for centerpieces right. uh-huh. um we had a vendor that um, had like a candle shop. They opened these little um, Cinderella. These are called Cinderella pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, the little ones are called Cinderella. Yeah, I and they open they open the center, put That's... a little candle in it. So oh. yeah, it's various things you can do with them. I but don't we're know why those are called Cinderellas because Cinderellas. It looks like her coach turned into a coach, but it's so small. Yeah. It's for teeny Cinderella. Yeah, this no, is a, but this in is the a baby. story they inflate they they make the pump the pumpkin blows up to the size of a. Coach. It was not that size in the story. I think it was. It was not. It was it's, a the giant. The story is very nonspecific about <laughs> the size of the pumpkin. No, that story is from Disney too. The story yeah. had to have been like seventy pounds. Uh, what? Yeah, that was a. It was a seventy big pounds now. I believe it. Right? Pumpkin. Yeah, Don't I started off fifty, right? But I believe it. We've those are called maxes. Those are those are called max pumpkins. Exactly. Yeah, because they're. Max. I mean, they're big. Yeah. They're right. huge. Like, what's yeah. the heaviest pumpkin you've sold? Wow, yeah, probably about 70 pounds. Right. I bought yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was mine. Well, not yeah. for me, because you got ripped off, remember? Yeah, I did. I got ripped <laughs> off. Hey, hey Lily, much. what made you go? Okay, first of all, um, what happens is it's just like a few days a year that you sell pumpkins, and then what? You just wait by the patch for yeah. them to grow again? What do you do in the off-season? I look pretty. You no, do. You do. You do. I get to go on vacation. Yeah, no, um, nice. from, well, from like December to to, to right? the following. September. That's a long vacation. That's yeah, a nice that's a hell of a vacation. No. And all on pumpkin money. You wouldn't think that someone would make money off of selling pumpkins, right? But, but I know. swing them left and right. Money. No, honestly, well, let's give you a chance to answer. What are you, What are you doing when you're not minding the pump, um, pumpkin? Well, after October, we jump into the Christmas trees. And oh, we, you're in the yeah. Christmas tree business too. Yeah, because yeah. oh. it kind of goes hand in hand. We already have the property. We already have pretty much everything set up. You yeah. just you just paint the push everything green. out yeah. and then and push so, everything out. So the ones that haven't been sold, you carve into the shape of a Christmas tree. <laughs> and paint, and a lot of green. people foolishly. So. So, so the Christmas tree racket works for you too. Yeah, we have a Christmas right. spectacular coming up. We might need to call you again. Oh, yeah, honestly, I might, I might donate do? a tree for you guys as well. Oh, oh that's that would be nice. so nice because yeah. we'll have our first annual tree just trimming just without podcast. the decorations. So, okay. Well, yeah. here on Miranda Street, we're trimming a mattress this year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a hang. futon out there tonight. On my way in, there's a, and I there saw was a, a pillow. There was a there was a yeah. couple of pillows yeah. and a futon, and the futon has a stain on it that I. 
Hope to God is Hawaiian Punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's p- more part of our scary show. Yeah. Um, so. And the futon was covered in Hawaiian Punch. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Lily, Thank you, I still. Okay, so then there's Christmas with the trees, but still. That doesn't cover the whole year. Yeah, we still, still have a problem. You, you still, you still have <laughs> nine months to yeah, account for. Yeah. Why are you guys trying to make it? me go to work? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I assume at Valentine's Day you have um, harvested hearts that are just out on a uh, out on a patch, a heart oh. patch. So what do you do after that? Oh, well, so then like January is just January comes around, and yeah. I I have a also a family uh, party supply business. So we oh, provide like the tent, oh, the water slides, all that stuff. Oh, so fantastic. I'm busy. I'm busy, guys. We, we rented a water slide for my son's birthday party this year. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Really happy yeah. to have it. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. All those naked teenagers on that water <laughs> slide. <laughs> they weren't teenagers and they weren't naked. I feel like yeah. I've got to a very weird place here with me. Um, <laughs> hey, um, here's something that's not on that subject. Do you ever get sick of pumpkins? No, I don't. You don't? There no. You October's not long enough. I need to make money. Okay. Great. Oh, there we go. Oh, she she's like an old Warner Brothers cartoon. Every time she sees pumpkins, just Do- you know, dollar big signs. dollar signs go in her eyes. Yeah. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Right. So no, for you, but this you know, is the happiest time you, of year. You know what? It, yes, yeah. it is, and it's really not about me, honestly. Um, it's I about think the it's, kids. Yeah, I think it's more because you know we have a petting zoo, and we have pony rides, and oh. so so people come in, you know, and it's it's a, just a different experience. Do you have a hay them. maze? No, we're not that big yet. Okay, get yeah. a hay maze. We're working on a, on a small space there, but uh, yeah, yeah, those are really popular right here. Yeah. I've never tried yeah, it. The hay mazes? Yeah, they're, oh, they're yeah. pretty popular. Yeah, I lost a kid in a hay maze. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I, find him till I thought, Christmas. I thought, you, I thought you lost your mind in a hay maze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those things, those hay mazes, they're, they're something special. Oh yeah. my gosh, they're yeah. terrifying. Terrifying Yeah, there's maze. nothing scarier than a hay yeah. maze. Hay maze. <laughs> yeah. The one we go to has a has a small hay maze. But if you're a tiny kid, you you, you go crazy for <laughs> Yeah, the one you go to has pole dancers. Uh. <laughs> I don't know how I'm getting this reputation. I simply was trying to say that teens sometimes show up without costumes. And I uh-huh. accidentally I, said undressed. No, I believe we, roll we the heard tape back. quite clearly what you said. Does it ever creep you out, like, end of the night, it's dark, there's nothing but pumpkins around, it's almost Halloween? No. No, No. never? There's nothing scary about Halloween for you. No, not to me. Have you (laughs) ever had one late at night, and all of a sudden you saw these eyes and some orange hair on the top of it, and and it was saying stuff like, uh, I never said that. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, not yet. Not on my pumpkin patch. That's a super specific question. Yeah. Well, it's something to worry about. It's just something to keep in mind. Has that happened to you? An orange-haired pumpkin saying, I never said that? <laughs> I never said that. Is, is, is that a reference to something, or is this just a, a Halloween vision? It's a vision? reference to something. Of what course is it? it's a what reference is it? to something. Who says, I never said that? I don't know. Martin, Martin Short's famous Nathan Thurm character? No. Are you going to make me guess all night? <laughs> <laughs> Not all night. <laughs> But certainly like for that. this portion of the night. <laughs> I think I'm just going to move on. All right. Um, All right. You can tell me. You can tell our listeners who you're referencing. Orange hair. I never said that. Lucille I'll you, Ball. I'll give you a hint. Lucille Carrot Ball. Top. <laughs> Ron Weasley. Boy, you are really. Uh, Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie. Where's that from? The Simpsons. 
Oh, I never saw that show. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, anyways, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you, Lily Cabrera, for scaring up this information about pumpkins. Paula, what advice can you give our listeners this Halloween about their pumpkins? Hey, Kevin, can you give me, house band, Kevin Kelso, can you give me a little pumpkin summary background? If you're paying $70 for an 80-pound pumpkin, which is what I did, you're getting ripped off. The little pumpkins that dip in at the stem are called Cinderella's. The ones that look like a butt are called Twinsies because butt pumpkins aren't great marketing in a family patch. If you're selling pumpkins, you can jettison into Christmas trees and kick back until October. If you don't carve your pumpkin, it'll last until Thanksgiving. If you do carve it and it gets smushy and full of fruit flies, maybe substitute the pumpkin ingredient in the pumpkin pie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lily Cabrera is co-owner of the Whittier Pumpkin Patch, now open for your pumpkin needs in Whittier, California. Lily, thank you for being on our show. The Cat of the Week is Kismet from Fairfax, Virginia. Ooh, that scary music foreshadows that we're about to do our review of the movie Halloween. But first, we have a new sponsor. Nobody Listen to Paula Poundstone is supported by Away, makers of first-class luggage at Coach Price. Now, Paula, are you familiar with this Away luggage stuff? Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, They use high-quality materials while offering a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. To me. Yes. They sell directly to me. Yes. And and they lower the price. They don't lower it. Not like that. Pumpkin salesman. Oh, I went no, to no, that no. Those, those guys will eat you alive. No, but the interior of these uh, away bags uh, uses a patent pending compression system helpful for overpackers. Oh, now, that could I be me. I know an overpacker. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I need a lot of stuff. That's the thing. You but don't to, really. But if I were to have a uh, patent pending compression system, right. that could be. That, that could be, be the answer ticket. to your prayers. You might be able to get more seasons of Columbo into your bag before yeah. you go away for one night. That's exactly part of what I bring. I know it is. I know yeah. it is. Away carry-ons are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. Wow. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So a five-day trip, you, could, you never have to plug into a wall. Now, there's a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they'll fix it or replace it for you um, for, for the life of the product. For the life of the product. Which is for forever, your, apparently. Or for your life. I think it's for your life. Yeah, for your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I could get my away bag repaired two or three more times. Before you In the it. next year. Yeah, you, well, you're planning on living you longer than need a year. Repla- you wouldn't yeah. need it repaired two or three right. more times. And you're planning on living year. longer than a year, right? Well. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> so you want to act fast, listeners, uh, for, for $20 off a suitcase. That's on top of the already discounted price they offer. Visit awaytravel.com slash poundstone and use the code poundstone. Oh, that's a good idea. At checkout. And then they'll know that you heard it from us. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a really like good that. idea. <laughs> and by the way, I'm going to live all the way until next pumpkin season. That's right. Now you have something <laughs> to live for.
Thank you, house band Kevin Kelso. He's a little, little, um, yeah, Halloween music. Paula, it's time for that segment that we cleverly call movie reviews of the original when a sequel is coming out. Boy, Boy, we sure can brand we stuff. Brand can't like we brand like a mofo. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> but you know, it's a it's a terrible title for what is a great, great segment where we review a movie to let you know whether the sequel, which is coming out in theaters, is worth your time. Yeah. And um, Well the truth is we still don't really know if the sequel is worth your time, but what we know for sure is if the original wasn't good. Right. If the bar is the, low to begin right, with. What are the odds of the sequel being good? Exactly. And that's why we watched Halloween. The eleventh film in the Halloween series is out, and it's ingeniously entitled. Halloween. I guess they ran out of numbers. And it once again stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, Paula and I went ahead and watched the original to offer you this review. And let me point out, um, if you're not familiar with this new sequel, this new sequel erases all the sequels, and it is instead a direct sequel to the first Halloween, the one that we watched. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it pretends that nothing has happened uh, prior. It pretends that nothing that has happened in any of the ten sequels or nine sequels has happened. I see. Yeah. Right. That's a lot to believe. Right, but you know, uh, so you, I had you never both, seen never seen Halloween. I had never seen the original until I went to Adam's house. And it came out in 1978. It was directed and scored by John Carpenter. He liked to write the music for his own movies, and I think... And uh, you know, pr- that yeah. really surprised me, because I loved the Carpenter's music. Um, you know, you're what's put me at the top of the... Yeah. All very upbeat, and yet this movie was dark. Yeah, because it's a completely different Carpenter. Oh. Yeah, he's not a member of the Carpenters. Ooh. Yeah, so that 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 might be part of it. Yeah. Now, yeah. now this movie was shot on for a budget of close three... to you, which would actually have been a great ironic thing as yeah, way Michael too Myers close. was close to you yeah, with a knife. Yeah, close to uh-uh. you, your sternum. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't like to be scared. You don't. No, I and I don't know why Jamie Lee Curtis would want to scare me. But I, she liked did. Her, I liked her in Freaky Friday. She was great in Freaky and I, Friday. And I normally don't like uh, uh, remakes. And I was nothing but positive about Freaky Friday. Okay. But uh, then she came and uh, scared me. Well, for one, this is her first film. She is from Hollywood royalty. She is the daughter of Tony Curtis and Janet Lee, I believe. So yes. she actually has a Scream Queen uh, bona fides there. Uh, but however, right, um, yeah. this is her first movie introducing Jamie Lee Curtis, 1978. And I think she did a great job. I got to say, there were some things. All right. So for those of you who didn't see the original that Adam and I just saw, it's going to shock you to know that there are three high school girl friends that do sort of uh, sexual banter back and forth. The one sort of black sheep in the group is Jamie Lee Curtis, who seems a little more uh, conservative, more conservative. And um, And it's Halloween night. The film begins with like a flashback. It took place in the 15 years before. Right. Some uh, a girl had been making out with her boyfriend on the couch of her parents house. Her parents go down for a night. It was Halloween, right. and you don't know right away that it's her little brother who's come in and, and stabs her to death. Stabs her to death. And by the way, the girl was sitting at her vanity, brushing her hair, uh, either naked or naked from the waist. She up. was naked from the waist up. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I would never brush my hair naked. Why not? I just I don't know because I use a pick for one thing. Okay, and so I need as much protective. Garments. Because you might accidentally stab yourself with a. So for you, your version of Halloween would be the same music. Yeah, but it would with be a... you sitting, maybe topless, maybe not, in front of a vanity. Yeah. And then Just when the murder started, it would be you in. stabbing yourself yeah. with a pick. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Inadvertent so I, suicide is really not a horror genre that I can think of. There was a lot of stuff that wouldn't happen. I'll give you an example of one of the things. Oh, all right. So then they come forward a number of years. The kid that had done the stabbing, you find out, has been put in like a, you know, a mental... Mental uh, home, hasn't spoken in 15 years, manages to escape the mental home right. on Halloween. And then for some odd reason, he goes back to the same town. Well, where are you going to go? What, what, does he have friends elsewhere? He was never took a driving lesson. Never took a driving lesson. Right. And there he is, zipping along. He merged. He did freeway driving to get there. You assume, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He had to. There's not a dent in the car. That's right. I have a license and there's dents all over my car. Well, we've established you're a terrible driver. Uh, Yeah, but I don't kill people. True. That's the difference between me... it was not a. It was a low budget film. Yes, it um, cost three hundred thousand to make, and it grossed seventy million. And yet, they still spent a lot of money on the dialogue coach for the villain. Um, he didn't speak. Yeah, it was wasted money. It was money down the drain. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah I, I would yeah. think that they but didn't you spend know, a dime on that. I'll tell you the thing. Um, the guy from The Carpenters was never really made to make scary films. He's, you know, close to you. Yeah, but that's on not the him. the day that you were born. John Carpenter's a completely different person. No, this is the same, exact same guy. I'm almost um, certain it's not. All right. I, I got to tell you one thing. I was raised in Massachusetts. When I was growing up, the school had a dress code. Girls had to wear dresses. Okay. Uh, and uh, because it was Massachusetts and it was freezing, we wore uh, uh, thick tights. This is going somewhere. Yeah, it is. We wore okay. thick tights. I have never seen tights the thickness of the ones that Jamie Lee Curtis wore in this movie. She was wearing thick tights. They were thick, woolly tights. I got to tell you, yeah. sheep would have been too hot in those tights. Right. They were. It was she a, would have been like, is it me or is it warm here? Yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a, is a very uh, yeah. Hey, another thing that made that weird is is uh, the film takes place in Haddonfield, the fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois, on Halloween Day. There's a couple of things that kind of give away that we're not in Haddonfield, Illinois, on Halloween Day. Number one. The sun is still up at 6.30 at night, which doesn't happen on Halloween. No. N- number two, um, everything's green. It's not autumn. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, and it, it turns out the film was to, shot in Pasadena. Yeah, well, yeah. they tried to blow some colorful leaves on the ground occasionally. Yeah. Um, but they were, they were really, you couldn't, you didn't, your, your focus was on her thick, woolly tights. Not really. Oh, my God. I couldn't take my eyes off those I mean, tights. But Well, well, just to, to catch people up, what happens is, is, is Michael Myers, who's, the, the killer who was a five-year-old, now he's, I guess he's 20-ish, and he's he's, yeah. a, he's out and back in town. He just bumps off everybody Jamie Lee Curtis knows. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by Spoilers. the way, he had broken into he had broken into the hardware store, yeah. which is where he, I bought that sort of awkward mask that there was really no explanation for. He wore a mask, yeah. Well, I don't know why he wore a mask. I well, mean... I don't, yeah, it's not like people are going to recognize him. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. not really. They haven't seen him in years. He's yeah. been locked away in the five institution. five years old when he left. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's been uh, fantasizing about He would have been less conspicuous in no mask. The other thing that was confusing to me, and this is like a trait of, of movies, I think, in general. You know, girls don't talk to one another the way these girls talk to one another. They don't? No, they really don't. You couldn't figure out why Jamie Lee Curtis would be friends with these girls they at all. They were pretty bitchy to her. They were really they, awful. And they they just made were... fun of her uh, social awkwardness. And right. They... And the, all they could talk about was, you know, getting to have sex with their boyfriends while they were, you know, supposed to be babysitting. And there was a lot Isn't of that. Isn't that what girls talk about, though, when they're babysitting? I, I didn't. I can't say for the others, but yeah, but I, you're just not a you. you for, were you a babysitter? Oh yeah, oh okay. sure, yeah, 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 yeah. But you and your girlfriends didn't talk about boys. We we didn't talk about boys, and I did not have sex in the 
bed of the parents, uh, right. which is what they were doing. Yeah, was, they, they, just, they, they was, went upstairs and had There were some the... judgment ills, I feel. Well, you know, um, and that's a trope in horror movies. I mean, and it's a puritanical stroke in American culture, uh, obviously, uh, that if you— um, if so you're in a some horror people movie felt and they you, had it coming because they yeah, were messing around. Yeah, if you're around. in a horror movie and you start messing around as a teen, you're going to get murdered. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I didn't know that. Well, oh, absolutely. Maybe that's, maybe that's why the 13th, I had Halloween. the wisdom not to do that when well, I was a teenager. you just weren't into that kind of stuff anyway. No, I really wasn't. Uh, not no, at all. I really. So I, you wouldn't be qualified to talk about what teen girls who are interested in I, You know, I about. had friends that were girls and they had perfectly normal lives as far as I know. And they never, no one ever sat around talking. I don't know. It just seemed, there was a stupid quality about the exchange between the girls. Okay. I, I, I could see boys having stupid conversations like that. I really can't see girls having stupid conversations like that. Okay, well, it was um, written by a man and a woman. Uh, uh, co-producer uh, Deborah Hill wrote it with uh, John Carpenter. Yeah, well, she lied. Okay. That's what happened. She was misrepresenting the women of America. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was probably trying to, you know, kind of toughen him up a little bit because his music had always been so, you know... Uh, you're, you're, you're taking this back to the Carpenters, which has yeah. nothing to do with him. Yeah, on no. the day... You know what, I, I will say born. this, yeah. Halloween, can we hear a little bit of it in the background? The Halloween theme that John Carpenter wrote is, I think, is a, thank you. That was it? Is, I think, by far his um, yeah. best yeah. movie theme, because he wrote a lot, and a lot of them are really terrible. Yeah. Um, but this, this one wasn't? is listenable. Well, no, it's yeah. not terrible. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of make you creepy? Creeped out? Birds. Suddenly appear. No. no Every that's time that's you not are that. near. That's not what that is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you couldn't tell why she was friends with her friend. There was a there was a lot of lack of trust in the relationship. Like she'd be walking up stairs in the dark by herself yeah. after it's already clear something bad's going on in the neighborhood. Sure. And she'd go referring to her friend, Annie, Annie, okay, come out. This isn't funny anymore. Right. So there was like a trust problem. I mean, I would hope, you know, there's a thumping noise up there. Something bad was happening. Yeah. And she felt it was her friend pranking her. Yeah, well, she never really totally grokked the situation, right? Because, like, there's, a, I think, two or three occasions where she manages to strike a blow against the killer. But she always disposes of her knife right afterwards as though, like, well, oh. now he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we learn anything from this movie, it's this. Never drop the knife. Yeah, he's gonna come back. Yeah, and if you see a guy coming into the house with a knife, go in the kitchen, get a knife for yourself. Yeah, you don't have to share. That's but yeah, never that is weird. Drop That's true. The knife, just hold. Get a knife with a grippy handle. Yeah, never or serrated knife. Never drop the knife. Always hold on. You know, to you the... make a good point. I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie wherein somebody answers a knife with. It's always like one knife that you're fighting over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like my kids with anything. It's but like, my, well, you know, but, we have more than one of those. You right, can go and my, get your my own. kitchen knife, too, really nice kitchen knives. Yeah. So yeah. if you, when my kids used to fight with knives, I would say to them, <laughs> right? Yeah, I would say, you, you know, don't Thomas, have to share. get your own no. knife. Stop uh, I, stabbing I said, your sister yeah, with your sister's exactly. knife. Exactly. I, I said, didn't Santa bring you a sharp knife yes, that you Mom. could do in a sibling with? I used to say this right. to him. Yeah, and still, it was, no, Allie took my knife. That was you very know, much in evidence in this film. It was yeah. like the whole town had one kitchen one knife. One knife. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Thanksgiving took forever it there. Because, you know, when you think about it, that knife actually did kind of make the rounds. It was it used in one house to pin a guy to the wall. Yeah. Um, and then right. uh, I guess that guy was disposed of. 
Yeah. Uh, he, he, eventually, he flipped down in the closet, remember? Yeah. She opened the closet door, and the guy swings down. All the way upstairs, yeah. He was yeah. dragged upstairs. But, uh, but then that knife was brought across the street to try to kill Jamie Lee Curtis, and she eventually tries to stab Michael Myers with it. And that, yeah. well, that one knife got a lot of play that night, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just shows how a town can cooperate. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. And the other thing I wanted to say that I think is important to bring up in terms of a, a modern, uh, it's not a remake, it's a sequel. But the truth is, nothing like what happened in the Halloween movie could happen now. Why not? Uh, because um, there would be no dialogue. They'd just be texting. So when she's okay. walking up the stairs in the dark alone towards the banging sound, she would text, I'm not LOLing, Annie. There would okay. be... Yeah, yeah. I guess she, I guess she might yeah. do that. Yeah, it couldn't happen. You'd never hear the, you know, the. Well, rap. you know, actually, she'd know it wasn't Annie because she would text and she wouldn't hear the bloop 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 from upstairs of Annie receiving the text. Oh yeah. She might she might have been able to save herself a lot of trouble by realizing that wasn't Annie upstairs. Yeah. Well, yeah. she should have realized that Annie wasn't in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Annie wasn't going to make it. Who was the girl on the bed? Because were there three girls up there? No, there were just two girls up there. No, there was a girl in the bed. And there was a girl in the. Cl- no, there were three girls. No, there were two girls. We were watching a, a different, different film. film. Yeah, you know there no. were three girls. There was a girl in the bed. Right. There was a girl in the clothing thing. Yeah. And then there was a, another girl. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I think there was the, the boyfriend. Yeah. I think I think he only I think he only murdered three people in that house that night. Well, Although why? The, the, the body count was a little bit bigger because there was that truck driver and a dog. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one thing. This this villain, not good with animals. No, no, no. Absolutely not an animal person. Yeah, definitely. A lot of times your serial not. killers, you know, that's their one sort yeah, of like Yeah, you know, oh you know, he's so nice to the hamster. He loved but his boy, dog. Yeah, exactly. Teenage not this girl. One. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you know what? Me. Honestly, the movie did scare me. It did, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. You went home, uh, just listeners, just so you know. Paula went home kind of a little spooked. She was talking about how she had to walk past those big shrubs in front of her house. Yeah. Not just big shrubs, but big shrubs with a guy in a mask and a knife. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> That's what I was scared of. That's what you were scared of, but yeah, that wasn't exactly. in fact the case. You it know, was just big shrubs. One of the last things I do before I go to bed is have um, raisin toast with fake butter on it. And the idea that I would have to go out to my front yard and say to that guy, could I borrow the knife for a minute? Right. <laughs> It just yeah. So you got to make the you yeah. got to make the toast nice and hot. So you yeah. Don't, you really no, need I was a little. I was freaked out. I'll yeah. be honest. I was That's freaked great. out. So it was an effective and horror movie. It, well, yeah. If you like that sort of thing, I mean, Donald if you like Pleasance to be, was in it. Donald you Pleasance. Donald Pleasance. I like him in the Columbo, the wine, the winery Columbo. I, I sure. like him a lot. But yeah. he didn't try to scare me in that. No. Well, he wasn't trying to scare you. I guess he was trying to scare you. In he this. was trying to scare me. The sheriff would ask a question like, uh, "Sheriff, are you sure?" I mean, the sheriff would say something like, "Are you sure, Doctor, that he's around here?" Oh, he's around here. Yeah, yeah. No, he was definitely. Yeah. 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 And he's here to kill. Yeah. And he would yeah. say stuff like, did you hear that, Paula? No, he didn't say that. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's what did. you were hearing. So you yeah. are genuinely, which to me says that this, even today, 30, 40 years later, 40 years later, yeah. um, this is an effective horror movie. Well, yeah, but who wants to be scared like that? And besides, people the, who horror movie fans, I would the say, the guy kept going after girls that were making balloon animals. He did not like that. He wasn't. Yeah, he did. Did no. you see that girl with the poodle? No, the poodle balloon. No. Yeah. He, All right. Two two important points here. He didn't. And when it comes to balloon animals, you don't. So I do. even in a world where the killer is only after balloon animal artists, you are safe. <laughs> Again, this is a party balloon. It's 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 it's. Folks, I wish you could see a picture. It's it's completely round. It says happy birthday on it. And it's not going to be an animal of any sort. 
Um, it's just... And also, I, I think I've said this before, this makes great radio right here. <laughs> this People. is a, um, a pumpkin. Yeah. With sure an orange hair on the top. Uh-huh. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Oh, I see. Donald Trump. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Now I get it. Oh, jeez. Now I get it. It was your your impression was so spot on. I thought it had to be Trump or Maury Amsterdam. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And I have no deals in Russia. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was a little bit of Jaja Gabor there too. Russia. <laughs> China. Uh, Paula, can I? I'm going to try to focus you back on the movie yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Because the sequel is out. It's doing quite well, I think. It, is it? It, it's in theaters. Um, it's in theaters already. Yeah, I think it is. Oh my god. At least as of the time when the audience hears this, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so. Your advice as to whether people should go see this this sequel based on what you saw. I, you know, not if you want to live alone. No. <laughs> okay, okay. How about, let's say you live in a large and well-lit house and you love horror movies. Um, yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, you know, well, I... I, I like The Great Pumpkin. I like that. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. You know, Kevin Kelso was just playing us a piece of music from that, Vince Guaraldi's Linus and Lucy. scared the shit out of me. Did it really? <laughs> uh, I don't know. When the big pumpkin comes up... Mm. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't really scare me. No. Um, so, you know what? I gotta say, this is, I think, your first thumbs up for a movie that we've had. It's not had. a thumbs up. I don't think people should be scared. Well, well, uh, yes. If you're going to rebel against the very idea of a horror movie, then yes. th this is not a thumbs up. Yeah. I loved uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Uh-huh. I loved Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Okay. But this has no, there's no heart to this film. There's no. Oh, there was a couple of hearts that got stabbed. Yeah, exactly. But there's no, there's no, you know, there's spleen in this. No, there's no heart to it. Okay. There's no, you know, right. in Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Uh, Betty Davis, she wants solved, and in this, you don't know what the guy wants. He, you know, he, he wants, wants to kill people. He wants to only be seen for a few seconds behind a shrub. He keeps disappearing. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, he was really good at disappearing. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that just didn't make any sense. Okay, so I guess um, your record of disliking the movies that we review is is unblemished. Then. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's a no from you. But um, my review is that that is a horror classic. It, it really held up for me, and I would say, yeah, check out Jamie Lee Curtis. 40 years later in the sequel. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Oh, is there, I, she's going to have the same tights? Not, it's never been about the tights. It's just never been. I couldn't been take my about eyes off those yeah, tights. You should have been watching other things. It you might have liked it It was better. a thick weave. It was was a th <laughs> they were thick tights. Yeah, they yes, were not tri-poly blend, I'll tell you that. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is this week's movie review of the original when a sequel is coming out. Listeners, now that you don't have to watch Halloween, you have two additional hours of your life to play with. You might want to listen to other Maximum Fun podcasts. Let's hear about a couple of those right now. Friendly Fire is a war movie podcast, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to it. Boy, I'll say. You know, a lot of people, Ben and Adam, might not initially watch a war movie podcast. What's in it for me, they say. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's in it for you. What's in it for you is a biting socio-political commentary, uh, scattered dick and fart Wait jokes. <laughs> And a lot of history, like there's the depicted wars, but also the history of the 
time period that these films were made and released. They're very telling. So download Friendly Fire every Friday from your favorite podcatcher. Or MaximumFun.org. In a world dominated by Dude Bro Movie Podcasts. A world where Casey Affleck has an Oscar and Angela Bassett does not. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. A lot of people don't know Porgs, Puerto Rican. Alonzo Duralde. I would eat oak jaw. <gasps> April Wolf. I want to interrupt and say yes. that the fish man was real sexy. Drea Clark. I have a real soft spot for King Kong. And women of color. I was like, damn! Right, Kugel got final cut. Kugel got final cut! I just felt like the film was so sour and so completely irrelevant to basically anything in life. Who shot ya? Listen every Friday. Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again, House Band Kevin Kelso. Paula, I know you're traveling after Halloween. What have you got coming up? I'll be in Frederick, Maryland at the Weinberg Center on November 10th and in Alexandria, Virginia at the Birchmere November 16th, 17th, and 18th. You can get more information at my website, paulapoundstone.com. And you know, we also offer... What do you offer? Is it? Wait, let me guess. Is it a t-shirt? It's a t-shirt, but it's not just a t-shirt. It's made with a tri-poly blend that is remarkably soft. It has to be. It has a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back. Which is what? I forget. So not that memorable. Um, uh, if you don't want a T-shirt but have a suggestion or a question for us or maybe a theme song, email us at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. That's where you can send the theme songs, the stories, the questions. You can also find us at Facebook, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Who wouldn't want a T-shirt? That's what I don't understand. And you can follow me and Adam on Twitter. Some of us have enough T-shirts. Well, that's our show for tonight. Mine Boom. is remarkably Lickably soft, soft tri-poly blend. blend. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Spooky Kevin Kelso. It's a scary night. So we have provided a muscular security guard for our staff and guests, Jonah Muscles Glickman. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone Cause she was murdered yesterday <laughs> Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.